guys, we are starting a new series here on the podcast. Every few weeks, we will be sharing with you a coaching session that I have with one of our families inside of the Sleep Society. The Sleep Society is Little Z's membership to help you keep sleep a thing for years to come, full of video libraries, answering questions like SOS, my child just fell asleep in the car, what do I do, handling nap transitions, and literally giving you the roadmap of what to do as your child grows and changes with sleep and beyond. So today I was able to connect with one of our moms. And for confidentiality, we are not sharing names or um, locations, but we are going to share our conversation. So I am excited to bring you these new series conversations. I hope you enjoy them as we get a little private one-on-one coaching session to share with you. Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant. Welcome to the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where we make getting sleep help easy. And part of this is offering our families who have already made sleep a thing through our baby, toddler, preschooler, or even newborn sleep courses, we offer them the option to step into our membership, which is called the Little Z's Sleep Society. And this is a monthly membership. It's $12 a month. And these families have access to an extensive video library. Inside this video library, because that sounds very stuffy, but inside this video library, every single month you can come in, plug in how old your child is that month and that stage, and get a customized list of the changes and things you need to be mindful of to change or to look forward to so that you're not having these massive sleep regressions. Like, did you know you can actually avoid sleep regressions or avoid sleep pitfalls if you just stay on top of things? Well, today I am chatting with one of our Sleep Society families, and she shared with me, um, we got on the on a Zoom call together, and her daughter just turned 12 months old, and we're talking through the changes that likely are going to happen, because there's a lot that changes at 12 months old. We even have by the way, check the show notes for this. We have an, an older podcast that's titled Everything You Need to Do When Your Child Turns One. So that gives you a great overview. And on this call, I was able to dive deep into the specifics of our family schedule and what's going on with this sweet family who was able to share with us. So let's step into this conversation, a coaching call with one of our Sleep Society families. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, yes, April 2nd. Yeah, she's 12 months old now. It's so bittersweet, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> I think that, I mean, 10 to 14 months is so much fun. Yes. Have you seen any de- like developmental or like personality differences with her in the last couple weeks? Yes. So, so she's been walking for a few weeks now and recently so many more words. And then within the past just regular week, she's starting to get a little bit of separation anxiety that she's never had before ever. Um, so when we drop her off at grandparents, I work three days a week. So she goes over there three days a week. She recently started kind of crying and she's fine the minute I drive away, but still, that's kind of a new, new thing that we're working through. Yeah, that is so normal. Um, like they have that, that separation anxiety right about there, which is kind of cool because in reality, it means that she understands everything that's going on. Yeah. She just doesn't, she just can't tell you like, I don't like this mommy. So instead she cries, Um, which doesn't really help like the heartstrings. Like, (laughs) 
<laughs> um, so, all right, walk me through her daily schedule. I know when you filled out this form, um, it was before her one year. So I was like, I wonder if anything's changed. Just kind of go, walk me through what's going on. So well, I will say her, her naps or that's going to be the thing I'm going to ask about. Cause her naps are a little iffy right now. Um, nighttime's great though. So she typically wakes up around six 30 in the morning, sometimes seven. Um, she nurses, uh, about 10 or 15 minutes after wake up and then has breakfast around eight or eight 15. And then right now her first naps around 10, 15. Yeah. She eats lunch around noon. She's eating right now. And, um, her second nap's usually around two fifteen, and then she wakes up and has a snack. We have dinner probably around five o'clock, um, and then around six thirty is when we start doing bath time, pajama time, story time, and bedtime is right at seven o'clock. Her nights are her nights are good, but her naps right now are a little bit. Sometimes they're short, sometimes they're long. Some so I I don't know if she's ready for starting to do the one nap or not, but. Oh, other than that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure for like, was there a moment where all of a sudden it was like, Whoa, you're not doing your normal naps anymore. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She, she was great with naps for the longest time. And it was probably, it's probably around 11 months old when her naps started getting a little bit shorter. Um, we thought maybe it was because she was learning to walk around quite a bit, starting to talk, that it may have just been a little bit of a regression because she was learning so much. Um, but then she it's been like two or three weeks now, and she's still, sometimes she has great naps, sometimes she has short naps. Today, actually, she took a, a while to fall asleep, and it was only a 30-minute nap. It, and I was like, okay, of course it's going to be the day that I have a call to sleep consultant. <laughs> So, and I, I am still letting her fall asleep independently. I'm not doing any sort of rocking or anything at this time. I will go in and, and say, shh, 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 and then walk out and, and kind of do the leave and check if she needs it. And usually that works well, but yeah, short naps right now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's dig into that. So, um, all right. I want to ask a few more questions about nursing. So you mentioned the first thing in the morning, are, are there other times of day that she's also nursing? Right now she's down to three times a day. And so in the morning she nurses, usually if it's a day that I'm working, usually when we get home from picking her up after work, um, today I'm off. So it's just, it may happen. It may not. Um, and then that third time is still doing her bedtime routine. That's okay. I knew, I knew you were going to say, no, I am not here to be like, that's bad. She just turned one. Like we have time. It's okay. You're fine. And for those who are listening, you may be like, what do you mean? We we're going to cut it before 13 months, but not cut it, just relocate it. So it's okay. Um, what is your plan for nursing? Do you want to continue doing this as long as you are, as long as you want to? So I, I want to nurse two or three times a day for up until it just becomes like, I don't want to anymore. I'm thinking it could be next month. It could be 18 months. I don't want to go past 18 months. <laughs> um, but with the bedtime nursing, I think, uh, well, my plan for that is to eventually start doing the nursing before bath. That way we can nurse and then have bath time, pajama time, story time in bed and see if maybe that helps. Right now, because she's able to fall asleep pretty well, I haven't been too worried about cutting it completely. Um, but I do know that it, it 
can cause some sleep interruptions. Um, we haven't seen that just yet, but, but it may be coming soon. I know. But that's the right now. Okay. Yeah. So let's start backwards and then go through that. So you're right. Like the bedtime routine, um, and it may be because she's now this like young baby toddler, like she's not a baby because now she's walking. Um, is she pretty active during the bedtime routine? Is it hard to like keep her seated for a book and things like that? She, she does sit. She stays seated pretty well. She'll sit in my lap and, and I'll have, or no, I'm sorry. She'll sit in my lap and her dad will read the story to her and she will, sometimes she'll kind of babble along or turn the page, but she's not too wiggly at this time. She, she still enjoys the story. Okay, cool. Uh, pajama time is really hard. <laughs> Getting her pajamas on, she's pretty wiggly, but other than that, she, she's good. Yeah. Um, and the reason I was asking is because as she does become more wiggly, it's perfectly okay if she wants to run around the room while you attempt to read a book because okay. for, for a toddler, they like have to get their last little bit of energy before out before they get into bed. So that's the weird difference. Like you're in this weird phase where she was just a baby. Now she's not like, and it's like, that happens too fast. I don't think we're ready for this. And I, I remember feeling like, wait a minute, this is too much change too quickly, but it kind of just is the nature of it. So it's, it will probably be within the next like two to three months that she just wants to like bebop around the room and not like sit there and that's okay. So don't fight her on it. Just let her like do her thing, run around, which is why when they become a little bit older toddlers, it would be okay to have playtime in the bedtime routine. Um, and th- that's really great, especially maybe on days that you're working and she wants to like really have that special time with you. So I'm okay that on days that you maybe you didn't get to see her as much during the day, that the bedtime routine is not just 30 minutes. Maybe it's like 35, 40, 45 minutes. Like if she wants a little bit of that one-on-one time, yeah. totally okay. Um, okay. And the bedtime and wake time is great. So yeah, you're right. The total amount of sleep per night for her age, honestly, for many years to come, she still needs 11 to 12 hours at night. So she's great. Um, how for bedtime, how long does it take her right now to fall asleep? Probably. I don't always, that's what's so great about her fall asleep. Well, I don't always pay attention to how long it takes. Now sometimes I just walk out of the room, but I think it's usually about 10 minutes or so, five to 15 minutes. She'll be asleep. Okay. That's great. That's exactly where we want her. So, all right. Naps for her. It is perfectly okay. If for two, two things, I actually told a mom in the sleep society this today that there right now, I don't think there's a wrong answer, whether you like keep two naps for a little bit longer and see what happens or you jump to the one nap. So we teach that the one nap can happen anywhere between like 12 to 14 months of age. Sometimes the baby can hang on a little bit longer and everything's fine. In which case, like, cool, it's not broke. Don't, don't, don't fix it. But if she is having short naps, then we can experiment a little bit. And so you are already kind of like maxing out the wake times. It looks like three hours of wake time in the morning, right? Yes. Sometimes three and a half. It's a lot in the morning. Yeah. And how long does it take her to fall asleep for that nap? Well, right now it very much depends. Today it took a good 20 minutes. It took a long time today. Um, if it's a good day, usually about five to 15 minutes as well. Um, but, but right now it's a little unpredictable. 
And how, I don't think I caught, how long is she napping for nap one? Um, sorry. Usually around 45 minutes to an hour. Um, it's been a while since we've had a nap longer than an hour. Except for two days ago, her second nap was two hours long. And that absolutely shocked me. But, but typically it's about 45 minutes to an hour right now. Okay. Okay. So then she has about another three to maybe three and a half hour gap between nap one and nap two. Yes. Okay. So she's doing like three, three and a half, and then she's getting up. What time is she getting up from nap two right now? Usually about three o'clock. Okay. Okay. So she has her wake window. So for everyone listening, she's 12 months old and she's doing three to three and a half hours awake and then down for nap one. And then she's doing three to three and a half hours down for nap two, and then four hours down for bed and probably averaging like two to, is it like about two to two and a half hours of daytime sleep? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So funnily enough, interestingly enough, that's like that two and a half hours that she's getting is how much we would be advocating for if she was on one nap. So what I would say, a couple of things, you don't have to like rush right now today to like get her to the one nap because obviously she already had her morning nap today. Um, And you don't have to rush to do this like right away. I would just take a couple of weeks to like track things. And sometimes, especially because you guys did the training with her at like four months old, it's been a long time since you probably like, (laughs) wrote things down. Um, and so I would use our sleep log and I can send it to you again to just kind of track like how, how her naps are going. And this is the hard part because you kind of have to be like on top of it a little bit more like, Oh, how long is it taking her to fall asleep kind of thing? Because at her age, it's very normal that all of a sudden it would feel like, Oh, you're just taking really short naps. I guess it's time to go down to two naps. But then during that time, it's taking her to fall asleep. She's trying to work on jumping or, um, running around the crib or for some kids walking or pulling up. So have you know, you kind of like raised your eyes. Is there any, is she trying any of that? Well, she, and it's mostly with the talking, she'll, she'll be, I can hear her on the monitor going, mama, but like she's she's talking, but then she'll talk for a long, long time. And I'm like, I guess she just learned to talk and now that's all she wants to do. (laughs) Oh, a hundred percent. Yes. Like that she's going through like a big burst for sure. And it happens again at two years old. It's really typical for like anywhere between like 18 to 24 months. They could, and she's totally fine. She can make noise. You're fine. Um, <laughs> between like 18 to 24 months, it can be really common that they like wake up in the middle of the night, just be like, and then go back to sleep. <laughs> and it seems really odd, but their brains are processing, right? So for her, she's in a safe space, she's good. And she naturally will practice whatever it is that she's working on. I'm sure when she learned to walk, she was like pulling up and trying to walk around her crib. Yeah. This is a little scary, but yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Exactly. So I would give it a few weeks and just kind of watch and track things. Now here's like a couple of things to look at, like which way to go. If she seems happy you're happy. Everybody's good. She's getting about two and a half hours of sleep each day on a two nap schedule. Okay. Carry on until you feel like she starts to wake up. Even this is probably what's going to happen. She may start to wake up even earlier in the morning, like starting to get up at like five, five thirty, and just start to be like, all right, I'm ready. 
because she's looking for more awake time before her nap. So she's going to get herself up so she can just have more time to be awake before she has to go to sleep. Um, Or her naps could become shorter and shorter. It's just more common that they start to wake up early sometimes if this situation's happening. Um, So you could keep doing two naps until you feel like things are just not feeling good anymore. And just embrace the fact that the morning may be shorter and the afternoon is longer. I, I enjoyed that for my youngest Hattie, because I felt like I could get out of the house in the middle of the day, like lunchtime, I could go out and I could like do yeah. something. <laughs> I could be out of the house by like 11 and not have to get back, you know, until two, um, which gives you a nice little chunk. Um, and then the other alternative is give it a few weeks, see how things are going. And then you could jump into the one nap schedule. If you're feeling like, yeah, I don't really know what to expect day to day. Sometimes it's 30 minutes, sometimes it's two hours then I would want everybody to feel a little bit more like peace about the schedule. And you could jump right into that one nap. And honestly for her, because she's already having that first nap at 10, 15, most of the time I say like, Oh, move the nap to 10 30 and then 11 for a few days. And then, and then 1130 for a few days and then go to 12. I think for her, you could probably push a little bit faster because she's already has three and a half hours of wake time. So you could probably push already to like 1130 for a few days and then 12 for a few days. Um, that's where I would stop for her because it's a long time to be awake, um, to get used to that. So either way is fine. Are you kind of like leaning towards one or the other right now? Um, I, I really just want to do whatever she's ready for. There was a period because she did have the, the 9.30 nap and the 2 p.m. nap for a long time, but then her morning wait time, she just wouldn't go down and wouldn't go down and it got longer and longer. So during that time, I was like, maybe she is ready for one nap. And then when we kind of tried that, things just went really, really bad. And so I don't know. I I'm not really leaning one way or another. It's just really hard for me to know what she's ready for, but whatever she's ready for, I'm willing to do. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I think that uh, obviously in the next couple of months, obviously she'll go to one, but if right now she is, I'm going to like air quote, consistently taking a short morning and a long afternoon, and that's feeling like a good rhythm for a little bit even for a little bit, it may be like a few weeks and then things change because so much changes. Like at one, everything feels like it's just shifting and changing. And, um, you're, yeah, like you're, you're starting more solids. You're doing more meals. You're maybe doing less nursing. You have a different bedtime routine. Maybe it's a new nap schedule. It just feels like it's so much. So I would just watch it for a little bit. I, I would rather just watch it for a little bit and then analyze like, okay, are we ready? Or should we just keep the schedule? instead of, because sometimes people will advocate for like, oh, we'll just start to give them more awake time. Well, then you end up with a really weird schedule where you have like four hours of wake time, nap one, four hours of wake time, nap two, wait, bedtime's at 10 o'clock now. Like that doesn't make sense. So, you know, I would rather just work with what you have with this. So I, I would say if she's getting up, the other thing we could look at, if she's getting up at 6.30 in the morning, then six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Then you could do a 10 AM nap. Um, but if she's more commonly getting up at seven, is there, are, do you get her up at seven or up at six 30? She wakes up on her own, usually around six 30. Um, okay. If she happens to sleep until seven, I'll wake her up just because I'll have to go to work or I want to keep things yeah. consistent. But usually she wakes, it's almost always like 
6.31 a.m., 6.32 It's almost always the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, you make that judgment call then if it's like, okay, it's 6.30, we could go ahead. Why don't we get you up? Because, yeah, it's got to go to work today. Let's have a little bit more time together. Um, I'm thinking about that in terms of your nap. So if she consistently has nap at 10 and then nap at 2.15 and then bed at 7, the schedule sounds great. Um, I think it'll just kind of be tracking for a little bit. And if, and when you start to notice that her, she's waking up early, early in the morning, way before it's time. Um, or if she's taking too long to fall asleep for bedtime, then we probably know it's time to go to one nap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, questionnaire, but any other questions off the top of your head? Um, it might be a seemingly small one. Tomorrow's an Easter egg hunt and it's at 10, 15 AM. <laughs> so but it'll be your first and it's, it's at our church, which is two minutes from here. So I guess my question is, should I try to give her like a short cat nap before or push her first nap until after the Easter egg hunt? I, don't, I just really don't know what to do with it being right when her nap time is. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. It, are you going to do you walk or drive to church? Drive. Okay. I was like, if you walk, if it's like a 10 minute walk, maybe she'll take a cat nap. Um, Good okay. idea though. I didn't think about that. <laughs> we could but, do that. But it's obviously right. if it's like not a walkable territory, don't do it. Um, but yeah. So if, okay. in in this case, I would probably just push her. Um, okay. She's old enough that air quotes old enough that you could like push her past her nap. and you know what? Tomorrow may be a one nap kind of day just because it is life and you need to make memories and have fun. Um, and I guarantee you because it's new, it's outside all the sights and all the sounds. She's probably just going to have a lot of fun. She may, she may crash on you. Um, (laughs) if honestly, I actually, this morning on time hop popped up that when my youngest, uh, at an Easter egg hunt, she fell asleep on Chad. And I remember being so jealous because she hadn't ever fallen asleep on us since she was like a newborn. I was like, why can't that be me? (laughs) And she was about like, uh, 15, 16 months old. Um, but I would just like lean into however you're enjoying the day. If she's happy, loving it, feeling good, like just enjoying every bit of it. Great. Just hang out and let her do that. And then maybe you get home for a nap at like 12, 12, 15 ish or something. Um, If she ends up like crashing on one of you guys while you're there enjoying it, let her nap for a little bit, then go home, feed her some lunch, have a little bit of wake time. And then you could probably do the nap too at maybe a little earlier, like one, one 30 kind of thing. Um, I would just cut off naps at the same time as like, I think you said three o'clock is her cutoff or three fifty three thirty. 30. I, I would say three 30 is if she slept for that long, it's probably why I'd start to wake her up. Okay. Yeah. So I would keep that cut off okay. just to have that same awake time, but okay. yeah, just lean into it and have fun. Cause you know okay. what? Like this only happens a few times a year. So just enjoy it. Yeah. Sounds good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, any other questions I'm going through to see if there's anything else. I think that, um, we already talked about moving nursing before the bedtime routine. And that's a big deal for like, you, you kind of mentioned it. Um, a lot of the times, especially with the separation anxiety, they can start to become more drowsy during the nursing session because, Oh, this is my favorite person and my favorite space and place. And it can just invite a little bit more of that into the uh, bedtime routine, which can then 
really make a difficult time putting her in her crib. And the last thing I would just say is I talk about the cuddle moment, um, which may be fine right now if that's happening, but a lot, like I, I will never forget when Hattie was 13 months old, she would just flip out when I left the room. And I realized it was because I was like holding her and singing her songs and praying before I laid her down. And she was totally getting drowsy right there, which again, separation anxiety moment, right? Like they're getting drowsy and like, oh, this is so good. And then we walk out and they're like, what? So if, (laughs) if she starts to get extra snuggly in the next couple of weeks, like right before she goes down into the crib, you can have a snuggle moment, but like lights are on. And we're not like singing and inviting her to like fall asleep right there. So just watch out for that little thing. It may or may not happen, but you know, you never okay. know. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, this, you're doing a great job. I'm so glad we were able to connect. Thank you. Well, I have you to thank so much for you. You really, you have no idea how much you helped us out. <laughs> we were going from waking up so much during the night and being so, so tired and just, we didn't know what to do. And, and now she's sleeping through the night and we have so much energy and I'm enjoying parenting now. I, I tell people and they say, what's it like being a mom? I say, well, it's great now. <laughs> now that I'm awake, <laughs> it was hard at first. So, so thank yeah. you so much for everything. Oh yeah. It's, it's so cool. Like the four month story is my favorite because I mean, someone asked in, on our Instagram stories yesterday, like, is it really difficult to sleep train a four month old? And in my mind, no, because like, they're so ready, you know, it's like what was kind of working or maybe not working for newborns. Like now really doesn't work. And they're so ready for it. And that's when my story began at four months. And I know what that's like to like, Oh my gosh, kids can sleep. This is amazing. (laughs) So yeah. Well, she is a cutie and I hope that you guys enjoy the Easter weekend together um, and reach out um, and just let us know on the Sleep Society group or whatever, how it goes. But um, I'm really, really grateful we were able to connect. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was nice meeting you. Yes, you too. All right. Y'all take care. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. If you are interested in joining the Sleep Society so you can have a chance to either hop on a one-on-one private call with me or be involved in our monthly Q&As that happen over on our Facebook group, Come on and join us. You can find the links below. It's $12 a month to get access to all of the membership benefits. And we would love to have you there as we help continue to keep sleep a thing for years to come. Thank you guys so much for being here and listening to this podcast. Sweet dreams. See you next time.